Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. If you're loving what you're hearing on the show, go out and tell two friends today. Show them how easy it is to subscribe to the show. The Real Estate Espresso Podcast is available on more than 20 different platforms. And wherever you listen to podcasts, you're sure to find the show. Go spread the love around. Why keep all this goodness to yourself? On today's show, we're talking about an innovation in creating more affordable housing. The city of Los Angeles has amended the definition of an accessory dwelling unit in their zoning code. The history of an accessory dwelling unit has been the traditional in-law suite or nanny suite. This is sometimes an attic apartment or a basement apartment. It's usually attached to the principal residence and forms part of the home, but is a separate unit. In these secondary units, the utilities come from the main house and they're usually considered to be part of the main house. Under the latest change, the city of Los Angeles is adding movable tiny houses to the definition of an accessory dwelling unit. And I'm going to read directly from the definition of the text in the municipal ordinance. It says, movable tiny house, and I quote, an enclosed space intended for separate independent living quarters for one family is defined in section 12.03 of the code that meets all of the following. Number one, it's licensed and registered with California Department of Motor Vehicles. Number two, it meets the American National Standards Institute, that's ANSI, section 119.5 requirements of the National Fire Protection Association and is certified for ANSI or National Fire Protection Association compliance. Number three, it cannot move under its own power. It's no larger than allowed by state of California law for movement on public highways. And finally, number four, it's no smaller than 150 feet and no larger than 430 square feet as measured from the outside exterior dimensions. So these are truly tiny houses. There are quite a few restrictions. For example, no accessory dwelling unit is permitted on any lot that is located in a high fire hazard severity zone. It's got to have one parking spot required for an accessory dwelling unit, except that sometimes no parking is required if that accessory dwelling unit is located within half a mile walking distance of public transit. All of the exterior walls and the roof of a movable tiny house, if it's used as an accessory dwelling unit, have to be fixed with no bump outs, slide outs, tip outs, or other form of mechanically moving room area extensions. If your lot is large, you're only allowed one of these on the property. doesn't matter the size of your lot. You're only allowed one. And if the tiny house has wheels, the wheels have to be covered and hidden. Same thing with the trailer hitch. The house has to sit on a paved surface. You can't just put down some gravel and bring in a trailer. So the question is, why would the city of Los Angeles want to bring movable tiny houses into the city? Exactly who is it helping? Is it, in fact, creating more affordable housing? The fact is, it is creating a small amount of affordable housing for those who reside in these tiny homes. But equally important, it's making home ownership more affordable for those who wish to purchase a single-family home, but they can't quite afford it. The extra rent coming from renting that accessory dwelling unit helps subsidize the home ownership cost. Now, the city's putting all kinds of restrictions on the types of homes. And it's pretty clear that you can't just go buy an RV and hope that it's going to qualify as a tiny home. They put a lot of rules in place to make it really difficult to use an RV for this purpose without coming out and explicitly saying that they're outlawing RVs. For example, the home has to have square cornered windows. You're not allowed to have radius corners on the windows. Materials on the exterior of a movable tiny home, they exclude single piece composite laminates or 
interlocking sheet metal. The home can't be more than two stories, and you're not allowed to place the tiny home between the main house and the street. Those who live in tiny homes have given mixed reviews on the experience. On the plus side, you save money not just because the property's small. Equally important, you've got so little space that you tend not to buy stuff. There's no point purchasing consumer items if you've got no place to store them. One person named Adele, who lives in a tiny house in Oakland, said, It's small enough that doing anything, getting the vacuum from a tiny closet or something out of a drawer in the kitchen, often involves a Tetris-like game of moving multiple things out of the way. Right now, because I have one chair too many, lowering my Murphy bed from the wall means moving the chair, which then blocks something else. And while numerous cities and towns in California have received criticism for their handling of affordable housing, this is one area where I think the innovation actually may be helping solve a problem. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. I'll talk to you again tomorrow.